Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode This week, we are going to talk a little bit about taxes in honor of it being tax day this week. Well, because of COVID, it actually got pushed back, but you guys get the point, okay? The whole April 15th thing just got me thinking a little bit about taxes and my super fun history with taxes. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. This is not going to be an episode where you get advice on how to save money on your taxes or any tax filing tips. This episode is about why you should not F with the IRS. (laughs) It is basically going to be about why you should pay your taxes and not put it off. Okay, so I'm going to share a couple of personal stories Um, and (laughs) I laugh, even though it's really not funny. I laugh the, I guess this is my, um, this is my way of healing through the, the past traumas that I've had with money and with taxes specifically. Oh, so, okay. I, I shared a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago about different debt payoff methods. All right. And one of those methods was to pay off your debts in the order of what caused you the most stress first. And taxes would be something that we would definitely bump to the top of this list. Not only do they cause you the most stress, but they will ruin your life. Like it's not just the IRS specifically, it's also um, income, it's not just income tax. It's also sales tax. If you own a business, it's also property taxes. If you own a property, I mean, they will put the smack down on your life and they will freeze your bank accounts. Like they do not play around. They're not like a discover card or (laughs) wherever, where they're just going to call you and harass you. No, they will put the lockdown on your life. And this was definitely my experience. So if you are someone who is in a tight spot with the IRS or sales tax, if you're a business owner or property taxes, if you're a property owner, this would definitely be a reason to bump those to the top of your debt payoff list. Like that is number one, like If you're going with the debt payoff method of the most stressful first, taxes would be at the beginning of that list. So in our personal journey, we did um, pay off some of our smaller debts first. They were actually, the first couple smallest debts were actually medical bills. They were just like remnants of when we had our second daughter. It was like a year later and it was just small amounts. I think the first maybe three or four debts totaled up to a hundred and something. Like it was really small. Those were our first actual debts that we paid off. And I literally paid those off the first 
day that I added up our decks. Like I said, they were, <laughs> they were under $200. And then we, we paid off like a couple of um, small credit cards, like a thousand or two. And then when we really realized like how much we had gotten ourselves in a hole with our property taxes, those started, those kind of got bumped up in the priority list. And for us, our property taxes, we'll just, let's talk about property taxes first. For us, we didn't have our property taxes rolled in with our monthly payment because at the advice of people around us, well, you could just, you know, you can just pay them yourself. You don't have to have them rolled in. So we were like, okay, you know, and technically like we could procrastinate on them for a little while and we could pay them later. Um, and in all honesty, we were going to struggle to pay the monthly payment if the property tax were rolled in. So we didn't have them rolled in. We were going to pay them on our own and we were just going to pay them in a lump sum. And for several years, our game plan was we'd get our income tax return and we would go and pay our property taxes with that income tax return. And for a while, it was about the same amount. That was our game plan for a few years. And it worked pretty good for the first, I don't know, four or five years of our marriage, something like that. Or the first four or five years of us living together and sharing money. Um, and so that's what we did. But then it got to the point where we eventually had three pieces of real estate, which were in our um, half a million dollar debt total. We had a, a 1600 square foot house that we had bought when we first got married. And we decided we were going to upgrade our house to our 3000 square foot house. So instead of selling that house, because we have a super slow housing market where we live, we were just going to keep it. We we're going to rent it out. So that's what we did but we're still responsible for the property taxes. And so now we have our 1600 square foot house turned into a rental property that we're paying the taxes on. Now we have our 3000 square foot house that we're paying the property taxes on. And I had my piece of empty land, commercial land that I planned to build a business on, but couldn't get approved for the small business loans. I was just stuck with this piece of land. Again, still trying to sell it, but we have a terrible terrible real estate market where we live. And so it took several years to sell it and we're paying the property taxes on that as well. Plus it's commercial. Okay. So now we have these three pieces of property. We don't have our taxes rolled in with any of these payments and it just eventually caught up with us. As you can imagine, if we couldn't afford the monthly payment with the taxes rolled in, how are we going to be able to afford them in one big lump sum? right? And like I said, our game plan was we would, we would pay them off with our income tax. But eventually with all three properties, you know, it was way, way more, several, I don't know, three or $4,000 more than we would get on our income tax return. And it just, it caught up with us. And so by the time we added up our debt a few years later, it had caught up with us so much to the point where I think on the small house, we owed maybe three years at one point and I have them I had them all written down on our um, debt payoff timeline um, our debt 
whatever, our debt list with the years and the property next to them. And there were several. So I think the small house was about three years. The big house was um, maybe a year or two. And I think the commercial property might have been three or four years. It was a lot. It was a lot. We were so, so far behind. And so we ended up going into the appraisal district office where you pay your property taxes. And we got on a payment plan. And then I would fall off the payment plan. I think I did that like three times, which was so humiliating to have to go back in and, you know, have them re-add them up and have them approve us for another payment plan. And it was just, it was humiliating. And so the final time that I did get on the payment plan and stick to it was because our banker called us into his office and he was like, repossession papers came across my desk this morning for the small house, the 1600 square foot house. And he was like, you're, you're almost three months behind on the payment. You're three years behind on the property taxes. And he was like, he was actually a good, a good friend of the family, a friend um, of my dad's before he passed. And he was like, you know, if you weren't who you were, I wouldn't have called you in here and warned you. I would have just started repossession, you know, but what can we do? How, you know, you've got what, how can we fix this? And he's like, I want you to go in, get on a payment plan and stick to it. And I had to, um, mail him. Yeah. I had to mail him my receipt of where I had paid my tax, my property taxes every single month on the payment plan. I had to mail it directly to him every single month. And we had to um, pay a big lump sum because we were so behind on the payment. Like I had to pay like the whole one month right then and there and then like pay another month a couple of weeks later. And I don't know. So he set us up on this plan and, and we got it caught back up. But that was the thing that finally scared me straight <laughs> was him calling. it, And I was so, so embarrassed being called into his office. And I just was like what in the world, you know? So that finally got us set up on that. And we eventually, you know, once we started into our debt-free journey more and more, and we had freed up more monthly money, like we really started attacking these taxes, these property taxes, and um, really getting them knocked out. So that was definitely something that we were like, oh, we probably should have really bumped that up on our priority list from the get-go instead of waiting a few months into our debt-free journey. So if that's you, um, if you're behind on property taxes, don't mess around with them, like bump them up on your priority list, go in, get a payment plan set up. If you are, um, if it is threatening your mortgage loan, like make sure to be in communication with your loan officer that you are on a payment plan, that you are planning to get it caught up, even though it is super humiliating, humbling, all of the above, you know, do it, bump it up on the priority list because they will put the smack down on your life. Um, and okay, so next is our actual IRS so what happened was with my business, and I don't know if, if you've listened to past episodes, you might know the story of how I was actually in the auction business. I was an auctioneer for several years, and it was a failing business. I was in so much debt. I was in so 
so, so over my head. And I didn't know the first thing about financially running a business. So I took on a lot. I took on personal debt, honestly. Um, I was very much like didn't have my business money separate from my personal money. Like it was very tangled. It was all a mess. And I was constantly juggling to pay the bills personally and in the business. So the business would borrow money from personal to pay the business bills, then the, you know, and then vice versa. And so with my um, income tax, with what happened was I honestly was like, so I was so, I don't even know, young, naive, just, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what I was doing. And what we did at our auction house to kind of supplement the auction income was we rented U-Hauls. We rented the U-Haul trucks and trailers. Okay. And so we would have at least something steady because the income, the, the auction business is very hot and cold. It's very, you know, if you have a good sale or you don't, and it was all over the place with, as far as income. So the U-Haul kind of provided us with like a steady weekly income. So that's what we did. And I honestly, I don't know. I didn't know that I was supposed to wait for the, what is it? A 1099, I guess. I think it'd be a 1099 from U-Haul before I filed my income tax. And in my mind, I was like, well, I don't make any profit in the business. So like, I don't really need to claim the profit. I don't know. I didn't know. And I didn't claim the U-Haul income on my taxes. I just like didn't bring that form with me when we went to file our taxes. And our tax guy, he didn't know to ask for it. And so I didn't claim it. Long story short, Well, the IRS caught up with me. Uh, (laughs) And so a couple of months into less than a year into our debt payoff journey, I get this very friendly letter from the IRS that's like, you didn't claim this on your income tax. I think it was like two or three years that I didn't claim it. And it was a, it was a relatively small amount. It was just a, you know, a few thousand, um, but yeah, I didn't claim it. And so I had to <laughs> claim it on my taxes, claim it on my income, pay all the fees. So that was like a few thousand dollars by the time it all added up that we had to tack on to our debt total a few months in, like we had made all this progress and then we just had to tack it back on. So that was super fun and terrifying, like getting a letter from the IRS that's like, you owe us this many thousands of dollars, I can't even remember how much it was, is, was terrifying. So we did that. We got on a nice little friendly payment plan with them. And my third story about taxes is probably the scariest, honestly, is sales tax. You guys, if you collect sales tax for your business, remember to pay it. And the thing is, is that they give you this window where it's like you pay it quarterly. And when you are juggling money in your business, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of situation. So I was the money that I collected for sales tax, instead of keeping it, 
in an escrow account like you're supposed to, I would for a little while, like I'd put it in there, but then I would need to borrow it to pay a bill. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep track and then I'll put it back when it's time to pay taxes at the end of the quarter, right? And so I would do that. And eventually, obviously, that caught up with me. And they, I was losing money. So eventually, there just wasn't enough money. And I would wait and I would pay the sales tax late. I would just, I would pay it extremely, extremely late. And this caught up with me in a big way. And so even if the sales tax is connected to your business bank account, which it was, it was connected to my escrow account. I had it set up properly, but obviously my social security number is on my business accounts, just like it's connected to my personal accounts. So when I didn't pay them, they froze my bank account, all of my bank accounts. I had two business accounts at an escrow account and a bills paying account. I had, I don't know, you know, my personal checking account, my personal savings account, which probably didn't have any money in it at the time. You know, all, all of my money, they froze them. And it was terrifying. And so what they do is they, they don't just freeze them. They put like a pending transaction and they put like an estimated amount, but they, their estimated of what they think you owe them is always exaggerate, exaggerated. So it was like, it was like a pending transaction for like $8,000 or something. And it was in like all of our accounts. And so we literally could not use any of our money until we paid them. And so you had to like call them, you had to tell them like, okay, the money is in there, like, here, take it out now unfreeze, do this, do that. It was this whole long process. I, it was, it was so bad. And so then when our bank accounts were frozen, we didn't have the money to pay them to get them unfrozen. So we would have to like live off of our credit cards for a couple of days until we could get the money together. And this is what led to PTSD of me keeping cash. Like I would keep our emergency fund even years, years, years later, I would keep our emergency fund in cash because of that like trauma of having our bank accounts frozen for, I think it was one time it was like almost a week. I kept them, um, I kept that emergency fund in cash. So I was like, they can't freeze my cash. You know, ugh, that is such toxic money behavior. Like it's embarrassing to admit it, but it's true. That's what happened. And I would like to tell you that this only happened once. I learned my lesson, but it didn't. It happened three times, three times, you guys, before I learned my lesson. And I, and it's like, I didn't even necessarily learn my lesson. I ended up just closing the business because I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't even pay my sales tax. It was so, so scary to have our bank accounts frozen, like no access to any of your money. And of course, you know, my poor sweet husband, they froze our personal account. They froze his money. Like, freeze my business account all you want. But like, he was just like, this is like, I earned this money. This has nothing to do with the business. You know, it was pretty traumatic. It was pretty stressful. <laughs> so those are my three stories of 
taxes and why you don't don't mess around with your taxes you guys if you owe any of these kinds of taxes at all bump them up on your priority list get on a payment plan be in communication with whoever it is you need to be like if it's the sales tax people be on a payment plan with them be in communication with them a lot of my problem was I would avoid their calls I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't be in communication with them of how long it would take for me to catch up. I wasn't on payment plans. I would just avoid it. I would just, you know, hide under the covers and wish that it would go away instead of just being a big girl and just dealing with it. And I just let it get way, way out of control. When I, looking back, I could have, I could have let it not escalate so much if I would have just put on my big girl pants, just got on the phone with who I needed to be on the phone with, got on a payment plan, stuck to it, got on a freaking budget and realized years prior that my business was hemorrhaging money and that it wasn't a good idea. And I, I could have just taken so much of the stress out of it if I would have just got in there and ripped the bandaid off and like knew exactly how bad it was, how much exactly I owed and I would have just, you know, got in communication with who I needed to be in instead of just avoiding it, which is what I did. And it, and it got way worse than it needed to be. So in celebration of, <laughs> of tax day, that those are my stories. So um, I don't know. I hope that that encourages you to at least know that if this is you, that you're not alone and that it can get better and hopefully motivate you to stop procrastinating and to take care of your business. And that is all for me this week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.